This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Woods Couture, IT expert at Newcor Steel and instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, summertime is in full swing, and that means travel's plans are abundant. Whether your family is traveling this summer or preparing for more time outside, it's important to have a system in place that can monitor, alert, and even deter crime at home. So today we're discussing home security and tech features that will keep you safe. To join our conversation or to ask any general tech question, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. Are you looking for something fun to do this summer? You should check out the MPB events calendar. It has tons of great events. We're talking water slides, kids activities, and even some summer night concerts that are just awesome. If you want to find something nearby or far away, check it out because we have activities across the whole state. If you want a date night or a play day, we have that covered too. There's tons to do for any age, anywhere, anytime. And it's all online at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at New Course Deal and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson will be joining us in just a little bit. And he, of course, is the owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, while most people are concerned with what to pack or boarding up their pets as they go about their summer travels, what's really important is keeping your home safe. That's very important. Home safety and home security has changed so much. It's not just ADT or Brink Security. You can actually almost secure your home with your cell phone by yourself. Almost. Oh, yeah. So today we're going to discuss everything from home security and tech trends on security tips. So we're going to talk about tips to um, secure your home, talk about new ways, new trends in securing your home, and not just the old dead boat lock. So to be a part of this conversation or to ask any general tech question, our experts are ready to answer all of your questions at one eight seven seven. Um, MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or of course, you can email the show to Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. All right. Good morning, Wilts. Good morning, Michelle. How are you doing this lovely day? I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, I'm just wonderful. You know, uh, okay. haven't started sweating yet, so I'm doing great. And we have Jeremy with us. Hey, there uh, comes Jeremy. Uh, here comes Jeremy. So uh, we have a lot of things to talk about today. Of course, we're going to tackle those hard tech questions, but we're also going to talk about um, uh, security and how it is with your um, house because Back in the day, really, the dead boat was in locking your doors and windows. ADT was kind of new back. Um, yeah. in or the, the nosy neighbor. Don't forget the nosy neighbor the, was no. a pretty good you know, security I, system. I do want to say the nosy neighbor still works. You oh, yeah. want that, um, <laughs> was it Crime Watch, was it? Crime yeah. Watch. Hi, Jeremy. Are you with us? Uh, sort of. There's, uh, <laughs> there's quite a bit of interference on the line. Good morning. Well, you sound good from our end. Yeah. So, good to know. Ah, uh, no. But we're talking about how security has changed so much from uh, when it first came through. We were talking about the nosy neighbor being your first line of defense. Yeah, the the, the Miss Kravitz back in uh, you know the bewitched days. Maybe I'm showing my age there a little bit, but you know she was always wondering what Samantha and Darren were up to. And you we know, had the, uh, the, the nosy neighbors always trying to protect his property from from your trees. Drooping over on his side. Yeah, how dare those leaves fall? <laughs> and we also um, had the neighborhood watch that was actually, I still think, has a place in neighborhoods. I believe that if people work together in neighborhoods, you can uh, deter a lot of crime. Oh, yeah, technology is great as a witness to things. But I mean, you know, it, it, we've said it so many times in so many different other topics on the show. Nothing takes the place of the human mind. And our ability to reason and act. I mean, you know, there's a wonderful, wonderful 
bunch of tech tools out there and they just make it all that much easier. But yeah, there's, you know, there's still a lot to be said for see something, say something, do something. Exactly. Well, we're going to talk about home security in just a minute, but first we're going to talk about what's going on today in tech. All right. I'm going to throw it to you first, Wilts, with a new tech story. What's going on in tech today? Well, one thing that I'm really kind of excited about is some changes we have with my my current favorite internet browser, and that is Chrome. Um, Y'all have heard Jeremy and I talk a lot about security online and making sure that, you know, you're, you're not getting taken advantage of on there. And one of the really cool things, and this may seem like a really small thing, but it's actually, in my opinion, really huge, and that is that now... If a site is not HTTPS, that means if it's not secure, if they have not taken that extra step to basically do the uh, you know the ID check of the internet, which is a security certificate, if they've not gone gone to that extent to make themselves secure, they're going to now indicate in the Chrome browser it's not secure. As a really, like I said, it seems really simple. It seems almost low tech, but just to remind you that. Now you're going to either see the word secure or the word not secure. And the way that it worked before is you only saw it would see the word secure. And I think that it kind of got out of people's minds. And you may would assume that the site was secure when it really wasn't. And some folks are probably listening to me right now going, okay, well, why is this important? The security of a website really goes far in making sure that if you're putting in your username and password, if you're putting in your credit card information, if you're putting in your birth date or your mother's maiden name or whatever it is you're putting into there, or if you're just even just putting in, hey, this is what I had for dinner tonight, if you're on one of your social media sites, that it's actually secure. And by secure, what we mean is that the data that you're putting in is encrypted or basically scrambled between your computer going to theirs. Now, this does not by any means imply that the website could not get compromised. It does not imply that you know, um, what happens once they're storing your data. You still need to be thinking about that. But what this does, this gives you some assurances. So, for example, if you go to your bank site today and you're seeing the words not secure, don't put a dang thing in there because something wrong has happened. So it's, it's another one of those, you know, sometimes we just need those really good little visual clues that lets us know, hey, maybe I need to think about what I'm doing here. Maybe this will get some people to think before they type. And tell me, why did this come about just all of a sudden? Why did they, you know, in the beginning, why was it just one way and now all of a sudden they decided to do it this way? Well, I believe it, it's just become so much of a part of our everyday and that, you know, sometimes it's it's kind of like, um, you know, we take the same routes into work or, or going places every day. And sometimes you just get um, complacent. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Complacent. And something being out of place. So we've gotten so used to, yeah, we know pretty much our bank accounts secure. Yeah, pretty much Facebook. You know, we we know these kind of things and, and we've gotten to the point, I think, that we don't really necessarily pay attention to it. And this is just another reminder to say, hey, think about what you're doing. So, so again, I, I think you're right on that, Michelle, is it's to, to guard against that complacency. You don't think it had anything to do with the Facebook breach and all that? Oh, they're probably related. Facebook, but see, here's the thing. Facebook wasn't really breached. Facebook freely gave the information away. <laughs> well, I mean, with the heightened security of everything now, you think that maybe they're just being more aware and yeah. trying to uh, safeguard against people's um, information being attacked. Jeremy, what do you think? Yeah. So when it comes to uh, those website alerts, I think a lot of it is going to be uh, helpful for people that click on links a lot in their email because they'll know that they're on a site that is not legitimate, even, you know, it's like nothing ever popped up before to tell you that something was wrong. You know, grandma's clicking on every link in her email, and that's, you know, causing a lot of problems for uh, her IT guys. Uh, this will help cut down on people putting in information on those fraudulent sites, which I, I think will be great. I only worry that uh, we don't get desensitized to the words not secure to the point where we're like, well, what else is new? Nothing is secure. Mm -hmm. And we just keep on clicking. Yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of like whenever I start thinking about things like this, you think about that complacency, like you mentioned before, Michelle. One thing that comes to mind is the car alarm. Mm -hmm. We have so many cars out there that have alarms, but if we're 100% honest with ourselves, if you were to walk outside right now and you heard a car alarm going off, you'd probably think, oh, a bird landed on it. Oh, somebody bumped it. And in all honesty, it would not trigger yeah, right. would not trigger the action that you're, oh, you're hoping. Someone's breaking in my car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just you kind of and and yes, the internet, like Jeremy mentioned, the internet is very much came that same way. And I think that we had to constantly keep mixing things up with any kind of technology 
to guard against complacency. No different than we have to do in our job. We talk about this up in Newcore quite a bit, you know, safety. Don't get complacent in your safety. Just because you've done it a hundred times doesn't mean it's safe. You know, you need to be thinking about doing the right thing the right way. All the time. Yep. I like it. All right. Well, Jeremy, do you have any hot new topics in tech this week? Um, it's a uh, it's a gamer topic, but yes. Um, so there was a, a game that was released a couple of years ago called No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. And it was not very well received by the world because it wasn't finished. It didn't have all the features that they had promised that it was going to have when they were, uh, when they were uh, promoting it and everything. And so people got a little upset by that. Well, yesterday they released No Man's Sky Next, which is basically the iteration that they wanted to put out two years ago. Um, people are a lot happier with the game, and I myself have played it because I played the original as well, and I have to say it is awesome. It's tremendous, the changes that they made. They upset their player base a little bit because a lot of people had space station or, like, bases and stuff built and lots of lots of time in the game, and basically everything had to be reset. So it wasn't a totally uh, happy thing for everybody, but the game is phenomenal now. I've been quite, quite impressed with it. Oh, that's good for all you gamers out there. I hope you got that one in. Oh, um, yeah. Well, it's a lot of new things, especially with school coming up. Oh, my God. We're going to do back to school next week. Um, back to school tech. That's going to be very interesting. Gosh, is that already here? It's already oh, here. We, we just did it, it seems like. Oh, my Lord. We were just doing the end of school tech. Well, <laughs> I know. Now it's back to school tech. That means the traffic's about to go down again. Oh, my go gosh. up again. Yeah. It is. Well, uh, when we get back, we'll continue our discussion on home security. But first, let me ask you a question. Do you know where your home is most vulnerable? Do you know? Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll tell you the answer when we return, so don't go far. Plus, we're taking your personal tech questions. Now, the number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people on MPB Think Radio. Can't stick around for the rest of the show? You can always catch up by logging on our website at mpbonline.org or use the MPB Public Media app on your mobile device. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. Are you looking for something fun to do this summer? You should check out the MPB events calendar. It has tons of great events. We're talking water slides, kids activities, and even some summer night concerts that are just awesome. If you want to find something nearby or far away, check it out because we have activities across the whole state. If you want a date night or a play day, we have that covered too. There's tons to do for any age, anywhere, anytime. And it's all online at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech experts, Wills Cotrere and Jeremy Thompson. And today we're talking about home security. Now, if you'd like to join our conversation or ask any general tech question, the number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, just before the break, we asked, do you know where home is most defenseless? Let's see. Let's go to Jeremy first. Do you know where your home is most defenseless? Hmm. The most defenseless? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to say under it. Ah, that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to say it out loud. Or, you know, someone says they're listening and say, okay, I know where Jeremy lives and I'm going to go. And no, no, no. I'm just I mean houses in general. Mm-hmm. I would say that under them is the most vulnerable. But, of course, not the uh, not very many thieves are going to cut holes in your floor. Right. Well, I guess if you had like a conventional <laughs> Where you have like the crawl space underneath, I could see that, you know, coming in there. Uh, the roof. True. Well, let's see what but, the experts say. They say 34% of burglars enter through the front door. 
the front door. See, I would have not expected that. Of course. That doesn't surprise me. Really? Um, Well, recently in Hattiesburg, okay, because we're talking about security and stuff, we've got a Facebook group for the neighborhood, and, you know, we kind of let everybody know what's going on in the neighborhood. Well, Hattiesburg police put a post up on uh, the neighborhood group and said we had 60-something car break-in, and 50-something of them were unlocked. What? And, and yeah. you know, we just talked what? about that, but we just talked about that being complacent. Um, I'm not uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say it out, you know, but do I lock my doors? I mean, I'm, I pull in the garage, so I don't lock my door in my garage to my car. I mean, what's the point? My garage is down, so I don't lock my car doors because my car is in my garage. But at my mom's house, I don't pull in, my, in her garage. I pull in the front, but I don't lock my doors because I feel like I'm safe. See, I'm, I'm, um, my wife would tell you I am almost OCD about locking it. Like, we'll get out of the car, we'll go somewhere, be at the house, be it in my own driveway, be it at my in-laws, what have you. Um, I will lock the door getting out of the car, and then I will hit the remote again. I've got to hear the beep to know that it locked. Really? And even sometimes I will still ch- – I mean, I am um, – yeah, front door, back door, side door, garage – I mean, to the point of if we're going out of town for any length of time, uh, any car that's in the driveway, if it has a garage door remote control, I take it out and put wow. it back in the house. I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's just a, a, a paranoia of mine. And, and here's the thing. Knock on wood, I've not been necessarily compromised. So it's not like a, oh, I, you know, I got a, had a bad experience mm-hmm. getting my car stolen or something, you know, again, heaven forbid. But I don't know. It's just something. Maybe it's something triggered in me. Maybe just from, maybe I read too many stories, watch mm-hmm. too many movies. I don't know. That is interesting. But, you know, that's yeah. a good practice to have that uh, um, always remember to lock your doors wherever you are. I know a lot. I have a habit, and a lot of people say women, we do it, keeping our purses, not putting your purse. If you go to the outlet mall, go to the mall, put your purse in your trunk or put it down on the floor. Don't leave it to where it's shown on the seat or things like that. I kind of have that habit. So I'm trying to break it and put my purse in the trunk or put it under my seat or something like that and not just have it out. See, I think my wife and daughter have figured this one out, though. What they do is they just leave their purse at home, and as long as Daddy's got his wallet, that's they got whatever they need. That's good, too. You know, I mean, I, I guess that's their particular theory. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, um, it, not too long ago at mm-hmm. the, uh, the Y out here at the reservoir, mm-hmm. you know, it was just somebody that just uh, – uh, a crime of opportunity came by. I guess somebody's purse was on the front seat. And here's the thing. Purse was on the front seat, and they set a towel over it. Well, everybody knows the big lumpy towel on the front seat is basically your purse underneath the towel. <laughs> so, you know, thinking about that, just thinking what, what we basically call operational security, right. just thinking about the, the low tech, the small things right. can go a long way. Well, get this. They say 20 pre, 23% of burglars get access to a home through the first floor window, 22% of home burglars use the back door, which I see, would think was higher. That's what, see, that would have, mm-hmm. I would have thought that would have been the first one, you know, okay, go to the back doors, not, you're not going to have the, the nosy neighbor syndrome almost mm-hmm. gets negated. But maybe that's something that, this is something that they say the uh, burglars come through the front door more often. It's crazy. I don't hmm. understand it myself. And 9% of burglars access homes through the garage and, um, that's kind of scary, too. You think you're safe once you let that garage go down. I think See, I'm I start safe. thinking about that. But then yeah, you start thinking about it, too, though. Most people, if you close your garage door, you probably leave the door to your garage from your house oh, unlocked. Talking. I'm saying too much. I'm saying too much. Well, let's talk Ooh. about, um, well, we actually have phone calls on the phone. We're going to, um, when we get finished with our calls, we're going to talk about certain devices that uh, and the new trends for 2018 that are yeah. happening in sec- home security tech. But let's go to Frank in Jackson. Oh, we love Frank. Good morning. Frank. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing great. Guys and lady, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I go on the internet a little bit and I watch the daily news and the security cameras, they all seem to be at like two feet above a person's head. Is there a problem with there being eye level exterior and interior security cameras? I know that you've got the, uh, uh, the um, the nanny cam, which they can put in just about anything, and it, you can't really see it. But I've seen most of these so-called videos, and they say, if you know this person, let us know. But they're taking pictures of the top of the people's head. I mean, is that just an installation error, or is that the standard of the industry? Or what is that, what is that about? 
Well, so, in, in my opinion, it would be placing him up there a little bit because if you have him at eye level, that crook or the criminal, you know, and, and you make a good point, it could actually almost be a deterrent. But where I've at least seen it is you usually put him up a little bit higher because it's like a lot of things we don't have a tendency of looking up. And so if you're, not, if you're kind of oblivious to it being there, you may not try to, you know, smash the camera or do whatever. So maybe it's a um, – yeah, maybe from that particular angle. Jeremy, your thoughts? So whenever I do a security installation, this is always a question that I get. Like, hey, why can't I see people's faces? Well, you've got the quality of the camera and the distance, of course, that they are away from it. But the reason that you want to put it up high is because you have to think like a thief. If they're trying to break in your home, the first thing they're going to do is take out any evidence that they were ever there. And these cameras are nice. Uh, they, they can withstand a couple of bricks, but eventually something will knock them down. So if you put them higher up, you discourage people from attempting to take them out. Hello? Yes. Did you? I mean, I've seen these cameras that they have inside. To, you can monitor your uh, the nannies who are watching your kids and sure. you them in places where you don't even know they're there. So why don't they use that same concept for exterior uh, cams? Well, nobody can see it. Okay, put the one so, up high, the deep part, but have a camera that's eye level that they can't see because it's camouflage or whatever. I don't understand why, why the standard seems to be to put them up high. Without it's expensive. It's expensive to put them in a small factor in a small form like that. You got to think about that teddy bear has to be plugged back up and recharged on a regular basis. Uh, it's just it's about battery power and, and portability. And things are things are getting smaller. You can get uh, clock cams and uh, smoke detector cameras and stuff like that, but they're only still so accurate when they get that small. It's just most people don't want to put that kind of money into it. Most people want to have a surveillance system that covers the entire exterior of their home with, say, four separate cameras. Yeah, that, that nanny cam is not going to exactly have a wide-angle lens in it. It's meant for a kind of a, you know up-close-and-personal 10, 15-foot, maybe 20-foot room, whereas a lot of folks, if you're talking about an exterior camera, if you're talking about, say, maybe covering a store, you're looking more at like the fish eyes or the wide-angle cameras. You're looking at a different focal length, which requires a bigger lens. Um, and quite honestly, you're looking at – and and you, you got to balance with this. Anytime you're talking about security, you're looking at aesthetics. A lot of people don't want to sit there and just look at a bunch of cameras. Um, you know, it's so much easier on these outdoor cameras. Uh, the easy place to get access is to put them on your eaves or on your overhangs where you have easy access to get to the wiring. Uh, a lot of people, you know, my wife would probably be one of them, would not like the idea of a big old camera or even a small camera, you know, messing up the facade of her house. And, you know, we've got to kind of equate on that, too. But, but I mean, you do make a good point. And, you, you know, there are things that you can do. But, again, moving those kind of things, it always involves the uh, the almighty dollar. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Frank, for that question. And that's a good point. But uh, you, you guys answered it very well. Let's move on to Jackson and speak with Bob. Good morning, Bob. How's it going? Um, as far as locking your car goes, I always lock my car, but that didn't stop somebody from breaking a window to get into it. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend who never locks his car for that very reason. He doesn't put anything in his car that he wouldn't mind losing, but if somebody wants to rummage around in there and look for it, he'd rather they just open the door than break a window. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and I've heard a lot of people say that as well. Um, I guess maybe I'm just kind of hoping, hey, if you're going to break in there, cut your hand at least. You know, come on. <laughs> oh, um, I know that's not exactly very nice, is it? I know but, he left a chunk of concrete in my car that he used to break the window. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. God. Well, thank you for that. And, I mean, it makes sense. Sometimes, like you said, everybody has their um, quirks and things that they like to do. I, your friend makes a point. It has a point. Uh, just unlock the doors and don't leave anything in the so, car. <laughs> I, I have to say that uh, most criminals, it, you know, they're going to take on something that's easy, so they're not going to try to bring more attention to themselves by breaking your window. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but literally when I was with all the cases in the avenues, none of them were break-ins. Mm. So those they doors were, all, were unlocked already. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it, just, it just depends yeah. a lot on your crook. I mean, you know, and that's just it. You know, it, it, this, this is really kind of bringing up a really, uh, a really good point. It's, it's the same thing with technology and everything. There's not a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. There's not a perfect solution. There's not a, a magic button that any of us can tell you or sell to you that can make you just, you know, be secure in any kind of situation. Really, all we can do, it, it's just like the lock, the lock on your door, the lock on your car, uh, the password on your computer. All it is essentially is a speed bump. 
And, you know, uh, I think our goal, I mean, at least my goal when it comes to security is just how many speed bumps can I put in front of you? It, it's not we can't secure it 100 percent because, you know, just like you pointed out, yeah, you can smash the window out. You can kick the door in uh, just the same whether it's locked or not. But what you can do is you can put enough layers, kind of think of it like an onion. You can put enough layers in there, enough speed bumps to at least slow them down or make it not worth their time. Now, if someone's absolutely determined, it doesn't matter how many speed bumps are there. If you're absolutely determined to do something, you're going to do it. Hmm. Um so, you know, and in that case, you know, the idea of cameras and everything else that comes in, it's like, you know, cameras cannot prevent it from happening, but they can record what happened and allow you to at least take action later. So it, it's definitely that layered approach. And they, they serve as a fair deterrent as well, because some criminals are going to see that you have cameras and go, I'm going to move on to an easier target. Right. right. It's just like the car with the car alarm. A car alarm is not going to prevent someone from stealing it. But, you know, if you had a, you know, think from a, a, a basic criminal mind, if I got car A and car B, car A's got a car alarm and, hey, somebody might pay attention or car B doesn't, I'm going to go with car B because, you know, by their very nature, a crook is lazy. True. <laughs> so they're going to go the easy way out. True. Well, thank you, Bob, for that uh, comment. We're going to move on to Atlanta. And, oh, wow. And speak with Hot Larry. Atlanta, baby. <laughs> Good morning, Larry. Uh, good morning, ma'am. Thank you so much. In fact, your, your discussion on crime is just up my alley. I've got two few questions for you. Okay. My first question is, uh, I travel a lot, so I, I have a whole bunch of emails, plus of emails from people I've contacted. And my first question is, uh, which program would you recommend that will allow me to utilize all these emails and, and kind of have, you know, kind, kind of develop my own email network? That's one. Someone suggested I maybe buy Outlook. Uh, uh, someone suggested I maybe there's another problem, a free one called th- Thunder or something or other. Thunderbird. I want to ask you, th- yeah, Thunder, okay. But I want to ask you, what would you do if you were in my shoes? And the second question is, going back to the crime situation, uh, you know, recently, well, uh, um, I, co- I collect some firearms, and I have one stolen this year. And I wonder, is there any kind of device that I can attach to it that will allow me to track it if, God forbid, someone steals something else again? Do I make sense? Um, you do. You definitely do. Uh, I'll go with the, the first one first. And, okay, okay. Um, I'm taking notes. <laughs> yep. Um, Outlook is great. I utilize Outlook um, quite a bit professionally. Uh, that okay. being said, as you pointed out, it does actually come with a bill, um, which can be a lot. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of Thunderbird. Uh, in my opinion, Thunderbird, the free version of it, essentially, has the same features you're going to get with Outlook. Uh, the really nice thing is that it doesn't come out of your out of your wallet. So I would uh-huh. definitely lean you toward the Thunderbird Avenue. Um, and again, that comes along with you know another thing to look at along that same vein would be things like Open Office. Um, wonderful alternatives to the to the Microsoft bill. I'm not saying the Microsoft products are not wonderful, but at the same time. Why pay for something sometimes if what if, if the functionality you need is free? And it sounds like Thunderbird would definitely fit the bill for you. I personally use it. Uh, we use it up in my church, and it does just Amen. fine. Amen. Amen. Yes. Uh, and then second, uh, I'm definitely intrigued by the thought on firearms. I have quite a few myself, and the oh, idea good. of theft with them is um, – very concerning to me, you know, like from, from, from my standpoint, I mean, I have pictures taken of everything, of course, serial numbers recorded and all those other kind of things. I have not personally heard of any kind of tracking like what you're talking about. You know, it's kind of like in the same way we can do like the low jack with computers and the GPS mm. tracking with phones. I've not heard of that being uh, something with firearms. Uh, so I, I don't know what to say at this particular point, but it is one of those things that I have written down that I do want to look into because that is that is kind of intriguing to me as well. <laughs> I'm, glad, I mean, I, I'm so, glad, so glad I called you. But is there anything, anything that you, one can use you know, for, for, for basically small, smaller objects? I mean, I don't know. You know, not and, and the problem that comes in, and this this almost kind of brings me back to our talk last week when it came to the chipping in um, for for pets, yeah, and that yeah, is any yeah. anything small like that is going to usually be good if it can be scanned, but for something to actually be geolocatable, so for you to be able to actually track it, the yeah. limitation typically comes in into what the battery requirements would be. I mean, we've all kind of seen over the course of a day, two or three. 
our phone's batteries almost become useless. So you have to think on a very small scale, such as like if you were to try to slip one inside of, say, like a firearm or rifle or something, or even in the stock mm. of a rifle, mm. uh, the battery requirements would be your problem because we just, uh, even with lithium-ion batteries, they just don't have the length. And to be able to be trackable, it's got to be able to reach out to the satellites. So that would be probably the limitation, I would think. Now, as far as for probably putting some kind of chip or coding into them to where, say, like a law enforcement or a pawn shop would be able to scan it and say, oh, no, this actually belongs to Joe Smith. I think that's possible with RFID technology. I just I I would have a hard time envisioning something with an actual geolocation capability. Okay, okay, okay. Well, well, perhaps perhaps someday someone. But listen, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, thank you. I hope everything's going great over in Atlanta. It uh, always is. Always is. Take care, my friend. All right. Take care. Thank you, Larry. Thank you so much. Well, when we return, we're going to continue our discussion on security tech, and we're going to tell you the five top digital trends that are dominating home security. Now, the number to call to be a part of this conversation this morning is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. MPBonline.org is the destination for everything Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at MPBonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech experts, Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you're just tuning in, we've been discussing local trends on home security. Now, if you have any security questions or any general tech questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.com. Dot org. Now, before the break, we said that we we're going to come back and talk about the five digital trends that are dominating home security. Now, home security has changed. Again, we talked about no longer is it just ADT or bring security or deadbolts or uh, mom's maybe next door or anything yeah. like that. They are really bringing the high tech to home security. Well, they are. This seems to really be, um, I guess you could say, the trend. And... And I'm kind of liking it. I think it's really cool. I think it's it's definitely taking us from the, oh, it's an email and, you know, uh, web surfing machine to really something that can make a difference for some folks. Right. Uh, it, you know, it's making it, making it easier for kids coming home. Uh, it's making it easier for some of us who like to lose our keys every now and then. There's just so many different things that are going on. And it, it's, it's really kind of just headlining how technology can impact and improve and give us some better tools. And it uses smartphones, your apps, and video capabilities. They've brought that into your home security. So let's get started with the number one, video monitoring. So let's talk about that. How has uh, tech changed the video monitoring world of home security? Well, anyone can get it now. You know, I mean, that's like the really biggest thing. I mean, you know, know, more and more... We're a visual society. We we like you know we like video, and with with some of the changes in technology, the prices have came down. I mean you know we can all probably there's probably at least a couple of us out there old enough to remember just how expensive you know CCTV <laughs> systems were in the past, and now hey you can go out to Walmart or pop onto Amazon and pick up a whole you know video recording system for 
you know, considerably less. So, um, and, and as Jeremy mentioned before, just the presence of cameras can be definitely a deterrent to quite a few burglars out there. And Jeremy, let me ask you a question. You, I know you do a lot of home um, security um, installation. What are the trends going on, especially this year? What are some people asking for? What are most people asking for when it comes to home security? Well, when it comes to your setup, most people don't want just a surveillance system or just a security system. They want both. And it's a good thing to have because, you know, just because you have cameras outside doesn't mean that somebody's going to avoid your house. Yeah, so, just like somebody having a an alarm sign outside doesn't mean they're just going to avoid. I mean, you know, there's got to be something to it. Exactly. Exactly. And um, the bigger those signs, the better, I guess. Um, these days, they're just mostly kits come with decals and stuff. But most people want those those two layers. They want to know what's going on outside when they are at home or when they're not at home. And they want the smartphone to connect you know, over their 4G to see exactly what is going on. And they also want to know if their alarm gets tripped. Exactly. Um, I, like me personally, I can control my alarms from my phone. So if I forget to set my alarm, I can always just pull it up in my app and set it while I'm not even at home. So right. that's it's it's good to have that peace of mind. And people definitely want that app integration. They want to be told what's going on at their home. And um, let's go a step further with this smartphone notification. Now you can, uh, our director and I was, was talking a couple of weeks ago. Now when your children are at home and someone rings your doorbell, now you're able to actually look and see who's at your door from your phone. The camera can show you who's at your door. If it's a UPS guy or if you want to tell your children to go to the door or answer it or not to, you can right. I mean, actually see who's at your door. Technology has uh, really taken it to another level i have been testing one of those since i got one on a good deal on black friday and i am very very impressed with that technology uh the battery lasts forever you have to recharge it like once every six months if it's not wired into your doorbell but it is phenomenal i'll be sitting at home or i'll be sitting at the shop and i'll get a little alert on my phone and i'll see oh well the garbage just came um, it's hardly ever anybody actually on my doorstep, mm-hmm. but it lets me know when there are cars driving in front of my house. And if anybody does step up on my porch, I know about it, and I can look and see who it is. Well, tell me, how how does that work, meaning the installation process? And if you can give us kind of like a maybe a bar price. I know yeah, they can okay. go up in price. And what's the lowest or the highest in that? Well, I got really lucky on Black Friday, and I got mine for 100 bucks, But they usually run about 179 and up. Uh, let's just say 150 and up is a good baseline for for a video doorbell. Um, the uh, the process is pretty easy. You take out your existing doorbell and you wire the video doorbell into your into your existing wiring. That way, it can uh, it can take advantage of the interior doorbell and it can also recharge itself. I have an older house, so I can't do that. So I actually have to go and unscrew it from the little base it's it's mounted to outside and recharge it overnight. But I have never had a problem with this. And like I said, the battery lasts a good six months. So it's not like you have to remember to do it every other week. Would you recommend uh, getting a computer guy like yourself to come install that to someone's well, house? You do, you do have to attach it to your existing network. So yeah. if you're not comfortable opening it up on the app and following directions, then you might need a computer guy to come out. Otherwise, it is pretty straightforward for the most part. Of course, that's coming from a nerd who right. has been doing this since he was knee-high to a grasshopper. But most everything has step-by-step instructions. In fact, they include all the tools that you need to do it, they, except for a drill, obviously. But they'll even give you a drill bit in most kits now. So there's no question as to what size you need to drill that hole. It comes with almost everything you need. Well, here's the other really cool thing, too. I always kind of you know go back to this. YouTube University, baby. Hell yeah. For doing a lot of the, oh, for yeah. a lot of these little things that you want to do, it's amazing the videos you can find on YouTube to help you. And and I think too, Jeremy, you hit on something that's really uh, another really cool trend with this, and that is that so many things are becoming so much more what we call user friendly. They they really these companies really are going out of the way to to make it to where your your regular consumer that you don't have to have a computer degree to put some of these things in. I mean, there's, there's really some simplicity that has come along with some of these advancements as well, which is really, really encouraging because, you know, it doesn't matter how cool a tool is. If you can't use it, it's worthless. That's, you know, one other thing I want to say is whenever you're looking at these devices, 
make sure that you know what you're getting into because they all have some sort of like a monthly plan that you have to pay for. And uh, the ones that I've tested, Nest is probably the most unreasonable of all because you have to pay $30 for 30 days footage or you can pay $10 for 10 days of footage. But I just don't like that. I want to be able to go back and pull up more footage than that up from my surveillance system, especially if I'm paying for it monthly. But the uh, the ring doorbell that I have, it's thirty dollars a year. Wow, that is. Yeah. I mean that that that's a no brainer for me. That is. Yeah, watch out for those hidden call and that, and that 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 probably goes across so many different devices here. You got to watch out for the. You know, is this going to you know to use the device? Are you getting into a subscription based? program um you know quite honestly and not to point out any particular company but you know you you see a lot of these advertisements oh you know free home security system well that free has a little asterisk beside it for a reason free means but you got to pay us for two years at this particular fee so Mm -hmm. you know um but there are genuinely quite a few of these systems out there that have a very low fee just like Mm -hmm. what jeremy's pointing out Mm -hmm. or even for that matter if you start talking about the cameras you can actually have things that are actually your own system so there's no monthly or yearly fee in there. So just make sure you know what you're getting into before you go down that particular path. All right. And one other thing I want to say is uh, you want to make sure that the uh, the system that you get is possibly future-proofed, okay? What do I mean by that? Well, you've got older systems that come with RG59 wires. That's the one with the little coaxial cable and the power connector. Then you've got the newer systems that come with power over Ethernet. Power over Ethernet is where it is going to be at. We are doing away with all the coaxial stuff because it can't handle the newer, better standards of video. So power over Ethernet means you run one cable through to the camera, plug it into the switch on the other side, and boom, it's on. You don't have to run power separately. It's all one cable. It's very convenient. See, you just lost me and gained a client because everything that you just said, I'm just going to pay you to do that because you know it so well. It's really not complicated, though, because it's just, it, I mean, the kit comes with all the wires you need, and they only fit one way, and you plug it into one end of the camera, and you plug it into the uh, the DVR itself, and then it's on. I actually just installed a system earlier this week uh, and got pretty bruised up in the process, because uh, if you're going up in an attic, especially this time of year, you need to have a good strategy, because you do not want to be up there just sweating bullets, just waiting to pass out from heat exhaustion. Oh, my Install yes. at 3 a.m., <laughs> Well, we're going to take our final break for the day. But when we return, we're going to go to Indianola, Mississippi, and speak with Fletch. And he's going to continue talking about those self-installed doorbells. All right, Jeremy, that's up your alley. And if you have any questions or comments about home security or any general tech questions, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We'll be right back after this quick break. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wills Couture and Jeremy Thompson, our technology experts. Well, today we've been discussing home security and features that keep you safe in your home. Now, we have open phone lines, so the number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And as I promised, we're going to go to Indianola, the home of the pecans, and speak with uh, Fletch. Is it? Good morning, Fletch. And the home of B.B. King. Oh, yes. Hey, there we go. B.B. King. So you have a question? I'm going to one up one of y'all on home security. Um, I got a ring doorbell free through some award point things at work. 
Um, so nice. uh, hiring up the black, the black Friday. Um, and coming from a not nerd, um, I was able to, uh, install it and plug it into the doorbell wire. So I don't have to worry about recharging. Awesome. Um, and, and it is amazing what it's able to do. Uh, this one a couple years ago, and it had the uh, drill bit, the screwdriver, everything was included that you needed. Um, it's amazing what it can do. Um, and uh, I think I came, when I came off hold, y'all were, uh, or came off calling, y'all were talking about the fees. I think I pay like 30 bucks annually. Yep. for them to store all the data on the cloud. And, and I think there may have been an option where um, uh, I don't pay that but still get the benefit. I can't remember for sure. But, you know, 2 bucks a month, that's nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Agreed. just – especially for the – even just for the peace of mind. That right. is wonderful. Thank you, Fletch. And um, do you know the name of that um, system you have? Maybe we can look ring. at it. Ring. The ring. Yeah. Ring. Mine is ring. Okay. That's the brand, yeah. Good deal. I'm going to actually start looking for those myself for my home. Well, I'm, I'm looking you know? on Amazon right now. They've got one uh, Wi-Fi enabled ring video doorbell. Works with Alexa, $99.99. Wow. Oh, there you go. I mean, you know, that was the Amazon choice. Now, of course, you can, uh, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different options. So that's not the only one. I mean, they do have like, the, and, and probably some of the options do have to do with how it's wired in, et cetera, right. et cetera. But yeah, thank you, Fletch. I, I would like to say, uh, with the Ring doorbell, mm-hmm. you may need to go in after you set it up and adjust its sensitivity because it will alert you pretty much when anything passes in front of it if you tell it to. I had to turn mine down because I didn't want to know every time a car drove in front of my house. <laughs> oh, what about a, a, a leaf or when it rains and things like that? <laughs> it gets too I, sensitive. I don't think it'll catch that because it's too small, but but probably a, a, a dog or a cat. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll catch that. Well, you know what I do like to I want to talk about customizable settings, um, home security systems. They're not just one size fits all anymore. And that's what I love, because, of course, homeowners are all different and you can customize your system to fit your lifestyle by customizing various settings. I like what you said earlier, um, Jeremy, you said you left work, I mean, left home. And you forgot to set your alarm. You can do it actually from your phone. Phone. Those are things that technology has changed the way people do home security. Well, yeah, I mean, it just goes I, yeah. back to that. It's, it's, it's none of this is nothing is a one size fits all anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, that, that we reserve that for hats and, uh, you know, <laughs> certain shoes, I guess. I don't know. No, but I mean, there's no such thing as a one size fits all. I mean, you have to make it what works for you. So mm-hmm. what's going to work mm-hmm. in my household is going to be different from what you need mm-hmm. in your household or, or, you know, Jeremy's household. Right. So. And one other thing I want to emphasize with any system, do not keep the default password. Change the password, especially if you're going to have it set up to where you can monitor it over the Internet. Change the password. Use a good, secure password. And if you're using a system like Ring or Nest or whatever, make sure you have two-step authentication set up. So if your account gets hacked, no one gets access to anything. And I remind everybody what two-step authentication is, Jeremy. Two-step authentication, you can just sign into your account. It it should be under your security settings. And what it does is it sends a code to your phone before you can log into your account. You have to verify that code. That way, if somebody did get your password, they can't see what you're doing on your cameras. I like that. Yeah, because there are, there are searches all over the internet that if oh here's you know default you can see everyone's yeah. house because people left it at default and it's just never stayed default. All right, we're going to move to Port Gibson and speak with our friend Linda. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. Uh, this is going to be quick, but uh, I walked in the middle of your discussion when you were talking about the video doorbell, and I want to know if I how would it help me or. Is it expensive? Or? Okay. Well, Jeremy, you can t- since so, you have one, you can tell her. The one that we just looked at on Amazon was $100, and then you've got a $30 uh, yearly plan that goes with it to store the recordings. If you don't want to store the recordings and you just want to know who's on your doorstep, that is free. Yeah, and what this would allow you to be able to do, Linda, is let's just say, for example, you know, um, while you're at the house, the doorbell rings, you know, Let's let's look at this from a security standpoint. Maybe you know you're not expecting anybody today. Hmm. Huh. Could that be the UPS guy? Could that be you know somebody? What have you? Y- you could actually just look at your phone. Say, look at your smartphone or look at your computer and actually see 
the image of who's at your front door and who's actually there. You know, so, you know, if it's something that you'd rather not open the door for, because, I mean, you know, unfortunately, let's just be honest. We, we hear those stories before. Somebody answered the door for someone they really shouldn't have. They kicked their way into the door and bad things could happen. So from a security standpoint, you have that. But then also the you're away and someone's there at your house. It just it gives you more visual, kind of like what uh, what Michelle was mentioning You know, in the first segment. A, a majority of home break-ins are actually happening at the front door. So, you know, from There's, that aspect uh, – there's a little bit more of it that system will do, too. It makes it easy to share a clip, and you can be part of the Ring neighborhood. So you and your neighbors that have Ring can share clips and say, hey, has anybody seen this guy messing around on their doorstep? Does anybody know who this is? It's really convenient. It's a good way to keep people in touch with what's going on around them. See, we had something like that happen kind of in our neighborhood, um, and fortunately one of our neighbors, actually a couple of our neighbors, had video cameras on out, and we caught it, but there was somebody who just kind of wandered. I live right off of, of Lakeland, but kind of in a more rural area, and someone had wandered off the highway and was kind of going door-to-door -door and looking, we think, for to try to see if somebody wasn't at home, and uh, let's just say it was sketchy to say the least, and, you know, called the SO out, and we ended up having some video evidence and everything else, so... Yeah, it really can lend itself to your security. Well, and, you know, when they come to your door and you can't see their face because they're covering your camera, they aren't there for anything good. Right. Well, thank you, Linda, for calling in. Hopefully um, that helped and gets you on the right road to your home security system. I'm going to actually look into that myself. Well, any last, we have like 15 seconds before the end of the show. Any last words about home security, guys? Uh, just in my, in my opinion, your security, your, your health and your safety is worth a heck of a lot more than a hundred dollars. So definitely look into some things and give us an email if we can help you with anything. Yes. And yes. always be sure to research your systems. Make sure you read reviews because there's some great ones out there and there's some really bad ones. Right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today and thank our board operator, Java Chapman, and our phone screener, Lori Thompson. If you missed any part of our show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org or subscribe to our podcast. Now, to join us next week as we discuss the latest back-to-school tech, everything from laptops and antivirus software to routers and backpacks. All that and more next Wednesday at 10 a.m. For Wilts Cotrea and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy up next. This has been Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. Only on MPB Think Radio.